All right, guys, welcome to episode 98 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy, Tyler. And I'm Eva Castro. This week, we talk about Prometheus and, you know, how it just has a cliffhanger ending <laughs> that was never resolved. Um, we talk about uh, The Northmen. We talk about Toy Story 1 and 2. Pusha T's album, It's Almost Dry. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about Nicolas Cage and how I missed the boat. And, uh, you know, his fourth most known movie being next um <laughs> and then and then uh we you know we touch on uh god netflix and disney plus through some mm-hmm. weird fucking uh off track tangents uh but ultimately it leads us to probably a solid 20 minutes of shitting on elon musk but <laughs> who first, we're stuck with <laughs> <laughs> that was stuck with forever but first So first, uh, let's let's you know talk about what we've been watching or listening yeah. to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I see, what is this quick 2012 story that that, that I yeah, see yeah. at the top? So uh, you know the movie Prometheus, the one with the um... I've never seen it, but I think I know what it is. Yeah, it's like a like an alien prequel, right? But it's right like, by not not by that name only. And so basically, what the story behind that movie is that they wanted to make a prequel, and then really Scott, the, the director of the original, signed on, and he was like hey like let's just reshape it and it'll be like wink wink nudge nudge alien and like we won't it won't really be like connected to it it'll be kind of like a hush hush like ooh wow that's what it is kind of thing kind of like um did you ever watch split yes yeah so you know how at the end it connects to another movie at the very end and you're like oh shit it's that oh fuck Mm -hmm. it's like that so that's what they wanted it to be so anyways the movie came and went and they made a sequel to it in 2017 called alien covenant have you heard of that one? What's I have heard of it. Again, don't really know anything about it. So that one was like, you know, they put the title in the name, right? Alien. And there were actual xenomorphs in it. But it was a sequel to Prometheus because they had like some of the same characters. Specifically, Michael Fassbender's David and Android. And so, so this weekend, we were I was out with friends. And one of them, we started talking about movies. And she, she's a couple of drinks in and she's like, oh, Prometheus so good it's like aliens it's like a prequel to aliens it's so good it's like one of my favorite like horror sci-fi ones it's just so good and she's like suggesting it to other people and so she goes yeah but then you know what would be nice is you know the movie kind of ends on a cliffhanger because we don't know what happens to the main girl and david it just kind of ends there and we never found out and i was like what, what do you what do you mean there's there's alien covenant and she's like there's what and i was like alien covenant it's a sequel <laughs> And you find out everything that happens in the movie. And she's like, no, I never heard of that. What is that? I'm like, I pull it up on IMDb. I'm like, this is the sequel to this movie that you love in the stories they're waiting for you. And she's like, holy shit, I'm going to watch when I get home. And I was just, I was just cracking up inside at the idea of somebody not just being like. Someone like, this is one of my favorite movies ever. Yes, exactly. has a cliffhanger. Except it doesn't because it's an actual. And she's like, insane people, David and, and I forget Naomi Rapace's character. And I was like, yes, you find out what happens to them. And she's like, yeah, because it ends with them going to the planet of the engineers. I'm like, you see what happens when they go to the planet of the engineers? Like, you see everything in Alien Covenant. 
And Alien Covenant is pretty badass. It's awesome. It's, I mean, really Scott, man. He's been putting out, like, just consistent bangers ever since, like, 2012. But anyway, and so, it's, yeah, I was just tickled inside because I was like, that is very funny. That Yeah. I mean, that would be awesome for me. Like, if I was just like, man, it would be nice (laughs) if, you know, if I never got to see that one. And somebody was like, well, not only did they make one. It was a good one. And only is it good, but it looks expensive as hell, and it is expensive as hell. So have fun, you know, enjoy. But, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was – I was pretty tickled by that the rest of the day because I was like, it's pretty cool. That like, you what are, like pretty funny. would that be to, like – because, as you, as I mentioned, like, Prometheus came out in 2012, and you're saying, like, like it's 2022 it's been 10 years yes and another like the answers to everything you've loved has been out for like six yes um, exactly yeah like, yeah so it's like every yeah it's it's there and it's it's literally probably on hulu like it's not what, even like one of those like, how you many, have to rent it. here's the thing how many people has she talked to about that movie and them just like her been like it's just a, such a cliffhanger and no one and nobody knew or nobody cared people were like people just let her keep living like that yeah she needs better friends <laughs> um, like you know if she ever figured out there was an actual sequel she'd freak the fuck out let's just keep it rolling <laughs> oh my sweet summer child um i do think um prometheus is fine like if you, if anybody wants to watch it it has like some some good set pieces it is like peak like horror movie people doing dumb shit like people touching aliens at eggs and stuff but then i feel again, like i read so i i've only ever seen the first alien movie and i've seen it like once mm-hmm. um i feel like i remember when prometheus came out that a lot of people were saying it felt like i'm trying to think like the way i heard people talk about it was almost as if like it kind of got lost in the weeds, like like it was it was trying to create some like super complicated like lore and stuff like that. Yes, and it kind of mm-hmm. just got like tangled up and didn't, right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's true, but that's what I feel like I'd heard when, around the time that it came mm-hmm. out. Yeah, um, yeah. That it was just kind of like overly complicated and kind of just like. Like I said, it's just getting lost in its own little creation and then, like, doesn't really find its way out super smoothly. But yeah. maybe it does in Covenant. Especially um, considering, yeah, especially considering that it's just, like, Aliens is fairly straightforward. Right. right like, it's right. just, like, they hatch, they, you know, like, egg in you, and, that, like, that's it, right? Right. That was, and I think that's part of the thing that turned me off is that, like, knowing that, having only seen the first one, of course, but, like, still knowing that the general premise is, like, fairly straightforward and then they're like there's this super like thing that's all complicated and i'm like i feel like they're doing too much <laughs> like, um yeah like i is 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 uh alien versus predator canon <laughs> that like I, that was another version I think it is i mean it was probably less intelligent but i feel like that was another one where it kind of got lost in the weeds for a second like trying to figure out how this matchup happens well wait hold on is it? Oh, we're well, no, it, because like Prometheus takes place in our future, but Mainly Mr. Predator takes place in our present. So, no? I don't know. I, is, that, that... is Alien vs. Predator canon? Uh, uh, Prometheus is going to show us the origin of the Xenomorphs and Alien vs. Predator films are no longer part of the Predator and Alien franchise. Damn, it's a cold world. Fuck. <laughs> Um, boy, all right. Did that come out at the same time as fucking uh, 
what the, the what is it? Freddy, Jason, Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, a or year the, later. Yeah, two thousand four. Cash in on this. <laughs> Except Freddy versus Jason is actually good. Damn, it's cold world. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I feel like I don't. Hold on, did critics think that Freddy versus Jason was good? Because I felt like I, I just like remember it getting 50. shit on when it came out. I think it's like thirty percent, maybe, maybe forty. Man it's said, a lot of fun. He he said Freddy vs. Jason was good, and Rotten Tomatoes says Freddy vs. Jason 30, is a forty percent. Hold on. So what did Alien vs. Predator get then? If it... oh, I think I got like twenty five, maybe. I guess. Let me look. Versus versus Predator, bro. This is riveting podcast time. Um, <laughs> let's see. Twenty one. Twenty one. What Yeesh. about the sequel though? Requiem. They probably got like ten, dude. That movie stank. You couldn't see shit. Requiem for a dream. What? You couldn't even see shit in that thing. Oh, twelve. What did I say? Twelve? It is twelve. Awesome. All right. Well, anyways, that movie sucks. Anyway, such V M eight. Um. So that. Uh. Anyways, that was the Prometheus little story. Randomly started shitting on uh terrible movies for a minute. Um. Yeah, so what have, so, yeah, what have you have you been watching anything kicking us off or do you want me to start? Uh I'll go ahead and start uh yeah. just for a quick change of pace, which is to say I haven't watched anything. Um but I have uh spent some time listening to Pusha T's new album. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. so uh Pusha T dropped It's Almost Dry. Uh we didn't really get a chance to talk about it last week, uh, because we talked about um Mr. Magoo's Magic Emporium, <laughs> a.k.a. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Um, but Pusha T, it's almost dry. Um, I absolutely love it. I don't know. Hmm. This one is... I don't feel like... I, I'm at the point now where I don't know that I can review these completely objectively. Because, mm-hmm. like... I truthfully believe if the music was bad, I would dislike it. But, like, also, I don't know if I'd just love some of it that I wouldn't know. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like if, if the music sucked, I would not like it. But, you know, maybe a four out of five in my head is a five out of five because I like them. Um, so it's kind of hard to say. But the couple things I will say, mm-hmm. um, Dreaming of the Past is a solid one. Rock and Roll is a solid one. And uh, I Pray For You are, are like all, yes. like are probably my three favorite on the app. And yep, so yep. the Dream of the Past and Rock and Roll are like the epitome of Kanye production. And I think despite how much of a psycho that man's turned into, I will never get over loving the sound of his beats. Um, oh, yes, yes. The little fucking every... It killed me because I saw... I saw something. I can't remember what it was, but they mentioned, like... It, I don't, and it, does, it wasn't, like, new breaking ground. It's just the first time I had heard it said. Was they mentioned that, like, Kanye's, like, first signature sound was called, like, Chipmunk Soul. Because mm-hmm, it's always yeah. these soul samples sped up. And yeah, yeah, like, the guy, ever, all the college dropout, pretty much. Right, and ever since... I've heard that. I've realized that I love all of those. Like, and 
to that end, I think Dreaming of the Past and Rock and Roll both start with that at the very beginning. And I'm just super fucking into it. And I'm not 100% positive, but I Pray For You might also be Kanye produced. Um, mm. Pusha T did say this song, the album's 12 songs, only 36 minutes, which is pretty short. Mm. Um, which most of his albums are. But he said he split the production six and six between Pharrell and Kanye. And... I just think Kanye, like, Kanye's beats are just better, I think. Um, I think Pharrell is a little, like, well, especially now, I feel like Pharrell, like, tries to get a little out there. You know what I mean? Like, I think he has these grand ideas of what he thinks um, will work. And, you know, sometimes they land, but other times I feel like they're just kind of, like, a little muddled and they don't mesh well. Mm -hmm. Um, But Kanye's got such a distinct, like, production sound that it just fucking... Like, you know when you hear a Kanye beat on this album. Right, right. Um, I forget which one is the one that has the uh, Beyonce um, uh, sample, but that's the one that I saw that had that chipmunk sped up thing. That's that's mm-hmm. a West track. I think it was Rock and Roll. Maybe it was... Let's hmm. see. Hold on. I can't remember. Because I remember but, um, reading the song that it was... It was 1 plus 1. Yep. I was trying to find it, but now... Jesus Christ. I put that, um, and uh, it just gave me a bunch of articles about how to Yeah, get it was it. rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, uh, the couple notes, rock and roll uh, is possibly... Alright, so here's the deal. What are the chances that we think this is actually the last song that Kid Cudi and, and Kanye Wister together? Oh, zero. <laughs> right. Kanye's gonna he comes back and forth. Remember, he was like, you know, I hate this person. He's like, me and this person are brothers now. Like Drake, right? He's like, I hate Drake. Drake, fuck my wife. And then a couple <laughs> hours later, we, or days later, he's like, we made up. We're friends now. We're gonna have a <laughs> concert <Eskimo> for... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, like... Yeah, zero. He, if, yeah. It won't be Cuddy going to him being like, you know, hey, man, like, are you okay? It'll be Kanye being like, man, you know, I was in a different headspace, man. You know, and then... And honestly, him, like, it would not surprise me if it get, like... I obviously don't know enough, and I'm not in, my man, in the man's, like, fucking personal thought process. But, like, it would not surprise me for Kanye to get to a beat or a song or something and then be like, you know what would really fucking set this off? A Kid Cudi hook. I gotta squash that shit right now. <laughs> exactly, yes. Like, I wonder how many of their, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like, reunions, like, they're them squashing the beef and getting back together. I wonder how many of those were just music related. Where, like, one of them was like, man, that other dude would really set this off. And so they were like, fuck it, we gotta bury the hatchet on this one. Because <laughs> this shit's, like, made for each other. It's, like... I mean, they did a whole album together. It wasn't my favorite album, but, like, you know what I mean? It's clearly a sound that people aim for or want to hear. Um, the The last thing I wanted to say is I Pray For You. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it has... Sorry. It has Malice on it, um, mm-hmm. which is Pusha T's oh, brother. Oh, yeah. Yeah, his brother, yeah. Who used to be in the clips. Clips, yeah. And I gotta say... That when they were both in clips, I felt like I could tell them apart a little bit. Like, it was tough, but I could. This song, if not for the lyrics, because Malice obviously, like, got religious and decided to stop rapping or whatever. So, like, you can, it, knowing with just that context, you can figure out which verse is which. Um, mm-hmm. Although it's not like, 
my man didn't get crazy biblical on a verse or anything. Like, my man still draw, like curses a few times and talks about dealing drugs. Um, it's just, you know, it's all in the past tense is the difference. Right, right. It's like, uh, I used to, but I'm better now. Yeah. But I literally cannot tell their voices apart. Like, I knew this was the song with, mm-hmm. I was at the gym, and Pusha T, like, this song came on, and I was like, wait. Because I was listening to it without uh, without it being on shuffle. And I was like, wait, is this the song that is... Because I knew I was most of the way through the album, and I didn't think I'd heard it yet. And then I saw the name I Pray For You, and I was like, well, knowing that Malice is like religious now, this seems like it lines up. And mm-hmm. I looked, and it was him. And then I got to the end of the song, and I was like... Or, well, sorry. So the first verse happened, and it was like generic coke rap uh, well not generic coke rap because i think that's one of the things about Pusha t is that his shit is not just generic like it is coke rap every time but i feel like he puts it's a like lot of best. work he puts in a lot of work to not make it sound the same and be the same every time right right it's like um you know when, when people was like rick ross all he does is to talk about luxury rap stuff, stuff but it's like yeah but he's i forget who i think it was dragonfly jones he was like yeah but he like takes us with him right he doesn't go you're broke and i'm fucking your bitch it's like you know we're rich together and we're fucking you know other people's bitches you know what i'm saying like he, right. he doesn't he takes you along with the luxury rap and i feel like yeah push a t make like push a t gives you the formula to become a coke dealer <laughs> <laughs> exactly did you see all the tweets because there was an article i think it was by variety or vanity fair one of those who was reviewing the album and they were like you know he doesn't extend much beyond the coke rap and you know it was tiresome and literally it was like ratio right it had like 100 tweets <laughs> and like eleven thousand you know quote tweets and all of them were basically the same thing like what do you think we're here for, right? Like, I don't come to McDonald's to get a good meal. I come to McDonald's to get a Big Mac, right? Like, right. and every time they're going to give me a Big Mac, and every time I'm going to know what it tastes like. It's going to taste pretty good, but I'm going to know every time. I'm not going to be like, where's my steak, you know? Right. You know what's funny is I had this thought. I was like, all he does is that, but for some reason it doesn't get old for me. And, like, I don't feel like people complain about it. And I was like, what's the difference? And I realized that really quality is the only difference because the thing is, like, people climb the shit out of Jay-Z because all my man raps about now are Basquiat's and fucking, yeah. like, <laughs> Hey, but, B, hey, yo, Blue. But, Here's like, my Basquiat. But the thing is, is that that's what, that, that's basically all he was rapping about in a lot of Watch the Throne and nobody gave a shit because it went hard. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. So, like, that's the difference, right? He put out Magna Carta Holy Grail, and that album was not good, and people clowned him. Like, that's the difference. Um, But, uh, but yeah, ultimately, like, that first verse was, like, Pusha T coke rap, and I was like, all right, well, that's Pusha T. Um, And then the second verse started, and I was like, this is also Pusha T. Because, again, he also talks about dealing drugs. But then near the end, like, one of his lines is like, X told you hell is hot. I told you repent, and I was like, ah, this is this is malice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, this is for sure him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that that song's a banger. And like I said, ultimately, I think I think a lot of them are good. And it, it's funny because I don't know how much about those three songs being my favorite is influenced by the fact that neck and wrist. It, all right, sorry, Diet Coke is good, maybe great, but it was a single, so I was already like. You know what I mean? I already heard it. It wasn't right, as yeah. new. Hear Me Clearly, same thing. And then Neck and Wrist, the only reason why I separated that one, because it was dropped before the album. But I, it's funny because I thought that was an odd single. I remember hearing it and thinking it was okay, but feeling like it just didn't feel... Like, it, it something about it was weird. Like, the structure, I don't know what it was, but it didn't feel like a 
song that should have just been released. But mm-hmm. I think on the album it fits in perfectly. Um, yeah, so yeah. that's just another thing, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, we've talked about that before. Where like you listen to a singer, you'd be like, mm, yeah, that was that was fine, yeah. right? It's like, I think um, I think last time I mentioned it was Billie Eilish's album last year. She was re- releasing a bunch of them in spring and like early summer because the album was late, like well, end of July, and all of them I was just like, this is fine. These are okay. Like none of them I go like, yeah, let's go. Like uh, what's that? Um, the fucking the not the oh my god not smoking out the window the other one you know when you hear and you're like oh I gotta play this all the time right right it's just like this is fine and I feel like that with like you said that one but then when it's in the with the rest of them you're like you know what that's that's pretty good right it makes it better right so um and you know that's one thing I always wonder if because I feel like all of Pusha T's albums are very like. There's no, there aren't generally duds, right? Like, like his album flows very well, much like we talk about, you know, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. And I, I I'm not saying his albums are on that level because that's all time, but mm-hmm. I do think the fact that like, off the top of my head, his last like three or four albums have all been between like eight and like fourteen songs, because they're not bloated. I feel like you can just keep the best of the best, put it there, and then, like, format it correctly. You know what I mean? I wonder how many of these albums, like, maybe feel like they're not put together correctly because there's just too many songs. You know what I mean? Like, because maybe not so much now, but in the not-so-distant past, people were putting, like, fucking 25 songs on an album. Yeah, I mean, Drake still does that. Yeah. He still puts almost 20. I think his shortest one is Nothing Was the Same, and even that one with the deluxe comes, like was like 16 or 17 right Um, and the funny thing is is we've talked about how drake puts out probably more hits than anybody else but his albums like do not keep up and like how much of it is that right how much of it is would have been what if my man would have had just all-time classic albums if he did just fucking trim the fat on some of these you know what i mean right right like i i yeah i feel like i mean yes i agree And, and i think his last truly like really good album was more life and that was five years ago so like you know it's like you go like okay it's a little bit of a cold streak right it's like you're like you're 500 over the last 10 games what's going on there yeah you know <laughs> right so um but yeah and i know what you and it's interesting that 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 you know remember in 2018 when daytona came out kanye released like what is it like four or five albums right back to back to back to back every friday right. remember yeah like one for him one for him and cuddy one for tiana taylor one for um push t and i think the only one that has really stuck with any kind of cultural significance or, or or impact was Daytona. I think all the other ones just kind of came and went. Yeah, I, you know, that's... Uh, yeah, I don't know that it really made a huge cultural impact, but I think it is certainly the... left a mark more than the others. Because I, yeah. I don't think, like, people in general are still talking about Daytona, um, other than, like, if you were a, like, real Pusha T fan. But I think, like, if you had to... Like, name the albums that good music put out recently. Like, it's going to be, like, one of the first two or three albums you mentioned. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Um, It is more present in people's minds than those other albums. Yeah, Um, I agree. You know, and I... Yeah, I I just think it's it's one of the things I like about Push T is that he seems to... He he never gives you lazy bars or songs or anything. You know what I mean? Like, it's all 
seems to be well thought out. And like I've heard him talk in interviews like multiple times. I even had a tweet where they were like, someone tweeted him and asked him like, what was the hardest beat to write to on this album? He was like, none of them were hard to write to, but like he's like me and Pharrell on I can't remember which song it was. It might have been Call My Bluff or something. He was like, like he was like. <laughs> me and him were both getting frustrated with each other because we were both like each wanting a little more out of the other. Like, and mm-hmm. so they kept pushing themselves and to, to get this better version of the song. And so I wonder how often that's the case with his work. Cause the thing is, again, he puts out eight song, 12 song, 14 song albums, but he only puts them out like once every Daytona was what you said three years ago. Uh, 2018, four years ago. Four years ago. He only puts them out every four years. So, like, I think he takes a break. I think he takes his time. And then when he's he's deciding to make an album, he, like, puts in what seems to be a lot of work for the amount of songs you put on the album. You know what I mean? And I think that shows in the work. Yeah, Um, yeah. Whereas somebody, like, I don't know. Let's put it this way. Kanye used to do that. There used to be right. large gaps between Kanye albums, and all of a sudden he was like, I'm dropping this one this year, this one next year, yeah. this one the year after. And then I feel like the quality shows. And and it went away from, like, like you know, if, with Twisted Fantasy, he literally focused on every single song, like a thousand hours. You know, I always heard he went through, like, thousands of versions of Stronger, you know, for graduation, right? Right. And then now he'll be like, oh, I put this song together this morning, and uh, it's not done, but it will be in 30 minutes, and it's done. Here you go. And he yeah. just shits out some sort of... You know, half cooked bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like poopy scoop. Exactly. Yeah. Um, or it'll be like this one's called jail. This one's called jail two. This one's called jail three. And it's just like the same one. And it's like it would be all of them would be better served if they just merged them together into one actual first, good yeah, song. Yeah. Yes. So, but anyways, yeah. So uh, it's almost dry. I think is. I mean, we're only in. We're near the end of April, so I guess that means we're a third of the way through the year, which is yeah. Nuts. crazy but uh but with that being said i feel like this is probably my favorite album of the year um yeah. there hasn't been a whole lot of drops and but it's it's a very strong outing and I, I assume that it will i would not be surprised at this point if it is up for a uh a rap album of the year nomination oh absolutely and man all right so it's hard to say like i I wouldn't surprise me if he got it because again we still have like eight months to go. Um, but the I mean his last album was critically acclaimed and lost, so like mm-hmm. it wouldn't surprise me if you put out two like very well reviewed albums. You know what I mean? Uh, someone maybe gives you a little more leeway whether or not you should get it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the twenty eighteen was just like a murderer's row yeah. of rap albums. So I, I think. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't think it was necessarily a travesty that he didn't get it. I yeah. would have voted for it. But um, yeah. with that being said, I don't think it was like a, a what the fuck kind of situation. Exactly, yeah. I think there's some other years where you look at the list and you're like, I don't think I've heard of any of these. Like, even <laughs> you know, even this year, I don't think I heard most of them. And the one that won, Tyler Creator, was one that, like the only one that I would say I was like, wow, this song, this album's amazing. Right. While the rest have been kind of just like, hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, uh, that's It's Almost Dry. Um, uh, I see that you have watched uh, The Northman. Yes. Which yeah, is, yeah, yeah. so do not go too in-depth because I am going to watch this fucking movie, I promise. Okay, cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the, the basic of the story is it's a very simple revenge thriller. It's, it's based on the myth that Hamlet is based on. 
And it's oh, actually okay. kind of funny because at the end they start to name the main character, like they start to say his act, his name, and it's it's like Amleth. It's like A M L E T H. Ah. So you go, oh, it's <laughs> William Shakespeare ripped it off. That's a big reach. Right. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's like the, the vanilla ice. He's, the, no, theirs goes. Dun, 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 dun. Mine goes. Dun, 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 dun. It's, it's different. It's different. It's different. Um, and so um, I do wonder why you put it in Denmark, though. Anyway, um, so. It's very simple, and I think with the, as I was finishing it and I walked out, it reminded me a lot of X. Remember the movie I talked about a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. where I said I went in there expecting like a Get Out, but I just got like the best version of what this can be, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's this. Okay, where you know, I know he did the Lighthouse and he did the um, the Witch, both of which people love. I don't like them as much as Ari Aster's movies because mm-hmm. I feel like they're kind of similar. They're kind of like the Prince to the Michael Jackson. Who Ari Aster did uh, Hereditary and oh, okay. Midsummer. Midsummer. Okay. Yeah, and so he's, I like his stuff better. He's my, you know, he's like the Michael Jackson. Whereas this, he's like Prince. He's a little bit different. People love him, but it, you know, and I appreciate it. Not not quite for me as much as the other thing. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like that. Um, and so this is, I would say, his most accessible movie because those other two, dude. Like, have you seen The Lighthouse? I have it. Here's the thing. Uh, I don't know anything about The Lighthouse mm-hmm. other than it's like. Basically, from my understanding, Robert Pattinson and another guy the whole time, like, in yeah. the lighthouse. Um, yeah. I mm-hmm. saw it was a horror, and I was like, what? Like, I did not get that at all. Like, I mean, I haven't it's... watched it. So, I, you know what I mean? Obviously, mm-hmm. there are probably things that aren't in the trailer that are very horror-adjacent or related. But, like, just based on the trailer and what little bit I'd heard or seen or anything... I had no idea it was a horror, and, like, very recently I saw it listed as a horror. Like, maybe within the past month or two, and I was like, huh? <laughs> it's very light horror, right? Like, like you said, it's very touchy. I think the, his his first one, The Witch, is the most horror out of all of them, and I think it's still his best movie. Okay. Um, and so this one, I think, is his most accessible, because it's, like, it's got his, his, like, these, like, long takes and these awesome camera movements. There's one especially long take that's awesome early on when he's, um, him and, like, these, these other, like... Wildman, he's like part of a early, early on in the movie. It's like him and these wildmen are like raiding a village, and it's all done in one like take from when they like are outside, and he like climbs the walls, and he like goes in, and he like kills some dudes, and he like it's long. I mean, of course, you know, you can see where the, where the stitching happens, but yeah, still, just to even plan it is nuts. Um, but anyway, so so as a whole, the movie is just the best version of a revenge thriller, right? Like, there's there's not much more there, maybe like a little bit in terms of you know what we the stories we tell ourselves or what we think we're the protagonists of when we're in fact we're the villains of some stories so mm-hmm. i like it touches on that very lightly but not enough to be like whoa hmm, a lot to chew on definitely want to rewatch it definitely not like you know everything everywhere where you know i i think as soon as i was walking out i was like i can't wait to watch that again because i'm excited to catch you know extra things or to view characters in different light you know, knowing where they go and knowing where they end up, it'll be extra fulfilling to rewatch it. Right. Um, but, but I think this is just fucking lean, and there's some really like wacky, wacky um, psychedelic imagery that I think some people weren't expecting in the in the theater because they're like, "What?" Mm-hmm. Or like, and especially myself because I was like, "This is like, it looks expensive and it is expensive, but it's like psychic. It's like using this money for like really awesome, cool visuals that you probably mm-hmm. don't get." In like a Marvel movie, or even in like a low budget like X, right? So this is, um, you know, a lot of money put, well spent, put on the screen. 
Um, Skarsgård's great. Um, Anya Taylor Joy is great. Nicole Kidman is awesome. She has like this like her. She's more of a supporting role, but she has this little monologue that is awesome. She kicks ass in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, dude, it, it's really good. I, t- I totally recommend it. Um, I gave it three and a half out of five. I, I know some people were a little bit higher on it. Um, I wasn't just because you know it, it's. It takes place a few years before, like, something like The Last Duel, but it reminded me a lot of it. Like, you know, dudes walking into a castle while there's, like, snowflakes coming around. Gotcha. With, like, the little helmets that have the little strip over the nose, like, that kind of thing. And so I was like, as I was watching that, I was like, damn, I kind of really like The Last Duel. I wish I was watching The Last Duel. <laughs> Not to shit on The Northman, it's just that The Last Duel is awesome. Um, which is kind of crazy that it, they both look the same when I think they take place probably, like... 400 years apart so it's like watching a movie you know movie now from the movie from the 1700s or 1600s and it's like it looks the same um but uh but yeah yeah i mean it it was awesome i I recommend it i think it was like around like two hours perfect length it i never felt like it dragged you know it took its time but it Mm -hmm. it wasn't slow like it was just like you know it was like here's the movie going um it also reminded me of the, the the green knight from last year although the green knight is much much slower much more what I'm talking about where there's a little bit more there, right? It's about life and, you know, a little bit meatier, but slower. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I totally recommend it. North- Northman is, is pretty good. And, and, you know, I think I said a couple weeks ago that we were shaping up for a pretty good march before Doctor Strange. And, and so far, so good. You know, they're two for two with everything everywhere last week. Um, the Northman this week. And then I'm, I'm this upcoming Tuesday, I'm going to go see... Uh, unbearable weight of massive talent, the one mm-hmm. with Nick Cage, and I'm really excited about that one. So that's you know three movies in a row that are pretty good, right? <coughs> like pretty like crowd pleasers that I, w- I would say you know if there's anything any any kind of faults they're minimal. Right. Yeah. I I, I really want to see the Northman. I really want to see everything every uh, wait e- everything everywhere all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see both of those. Uh, the thing I'm not sure on is I, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Just like it looks stupid to me. Like, and I, I I'm sure it's not going to be. And I don't mean like mm. I'm trying to think how to explain this. Like, I don't mean the overall premise is stupid I, I don't know it looks like it is trying to be a dumb movie to me like it looks like it is trying to do like all right so i guess i guess uh, this is this is where it's tough for me the way the trailer looks to me looks like it mm-hmm. is trying to be fucking uh like scary movie and for like half of the movie and then the second mm-hmm. half of the movie is like trying to be serious and so like i'm like so like confused uh, like conflicted feeling about the trailer you know what i mean like mm-hmm. I, I it just throws me off so much i'm like i don't i don't know what this movie's going for i don't it seems like there is a like going to be a large tone shift at some point because i mean it shows him and pedro pascal like doing like date montage type shit and then, then yeah. it shows like shootouts and i'm like I, don't, I just don't know what the fuck's gonna go on in here and i like can't reconcile it in my head also i feel like nick cage i don't know how they did this nick cage playing nick cage somehow 
Like, while obviously he's going to be a parody of his, or maybe not a parody, but like a exaggeration of himself to a degree, yeah. I would imagine. He physically somehow looks like an exaggeration of himself. Like, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> like I feel like they made him a little, he looks a little heavier than he normally does. His hair looks a little mm-hmm. worse than it normally does. So, like, both physically and character-wise, he's like, he's just exaggerated. And it's, all of it together is just too much for me, like... Yeah, I, I'm interested. To, yeah, I'm interested to see how they do it because, like, like you said, the trailer, you know, sort of puts up this premise, and I was like, hmm, this could be, this could be weird. This could be dumb. But like, you know, Pedro Pascal, you know, he's he's very in demand, and so for him to do this when it's my my age long rule that I, that hits fifty percent of the time, where I'm like, these people could be doing anything else. Why are they doing this? So there must be something there. So. I have been wrong before plenty of times about that, but I, that, that's kind of my thinking on this one. I'm like, Pedro Pascal could have been like, I don't know, who's like some shitty washed up actor, like a TV actor or something, right? Like, what like right. A, a motherfucker from The Office or Parks and Rec or something, you know? Like a guy who's like, a, Aziz Ansari or something, right? Like a guy right. who's like, oh, you know, like, you're not getting any call, many calls these days, huh, bud? Yeah. You know? So that's why, I don't know. I, I'm giving it more of a chance just because he's in it, right? Yeah. And, and the thing is, is I think. I think you're probably right because I see other people, like people that are like film critics who generally seem to have good opinions, that are like really excited for it. And I'm just so like in my own head about it. Also, I'm not super crazy about Nick Cage, anyways. I don't like hate mm-hmm. him, but like he's a psychopath. So like, <laughs> like I feel like everything <laughs> has to be fucking perfect. Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. I mean, like. Boy, he's another one. I feel like Nick Cage is... Hmm. Nick Cage is... Like, the best version of Jared Leto. Where, like... They're both psychopaths. They both are in a ton of movies all the time. And, like, they both have some fucking clunkers. And, like, I I just, like, I'm like... Like, I just don't... But, like people keep wanting to put Nick Cage and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. like if I had to go off the top of my head, national, wait, na- national treasure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one's like an, an absolute, like everyone loves it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, off the top of my head, the other movies I know that he's in are the sequels of that movie, which I haven't seen, but obviously he's in them. Uh, the Rock. Go- I don't know The Rock. I don't know what that movie is. Gone in 60 um, Seconds? Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Ghost uh, Rider? Con Air? I've never seen Con Air. Maybe, you know what? Maybe I just missed the boat on Nick Cage. Because <laughs> the, the Con good Air... Because the, the Rock is awesome. Con Air, Face When off. did The Rock come out? 97? Okay, maybe I just missed the boat. I mean... No, The Rock was 96. I mean, I don't really feel bad for missing the boat because I was born in 93. Um, (laughs) But now that you think about it, I've heard Con Air is good. I've never heard of The Rock, but Face Off, I've heard is like... Mm -hmm. Actually, the thing is, I feel like I've heard people like... Face Off sounds like a shitty movie that people enjoy, based on like the way I hear people talk about it. Yeah, it's it's goofy, but the action is good. But but it's like people still like it. Um, yeah, I probably go in that order. I'd probably go The Rock, Conair, Face Off. People love Face Off more than I do, but I think Conair's great. Oh uh, wait, there's a there's a uh, fuck. There's a comedy that he's in that everybody loves. Um, 
uh, raising, Arizona? raising Arizona. Yeah, yeah. I feel I don't I don't know if that's actually critically acclaimed, but I feel like everybody I know that talks about that movie loves it. Um, yeah. yeah, that's like early early Coens. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, maybe I just missed the boat because, but like yeah. <laughs> I think about like his his more modern stuff that I like remember seeing trailers to. Not a lot of it's not very good. I feel yeah, like. there was a lot that were there not good. Um, last year there was I even saw... an SNL skit I've seen uh, of Andy Samberg. Oh yeah, he's, that, he's like that, I'm trying he... to f- yeah. He's like I'm trying to fulfill my lifelong goal. Like because they make Andy Samberg supposed to be the original Nick Cage, and Nick Cage mm-hmm. is supposed to be a clone. And he's like I'm using this to try and help fulfill my role of being in 100 percent of ev- of all the movies ever made. <laughs> um, he's like currently I've only been able to do 90 yeah. Uh, yeah. but like I just feel like he was in a ton of movies and not all of them were good so yeah. Um, so I, again he's... with that knowledge this thing that looks super weird on the face of it I'm just like oh, I don't know about all this he um he was in Pig last year Pig um, yep I, he was, Pig I was, great. was great I, that one was I, I went into it expecting one thing and came out loving it I think he said he, they were asking him. They were like, "Hey, like, what are you like?" I think he did like a Reddit M- M- uh, AMA, and he was like, "What do you, what do you, what would you say are quintessential like Nick Cage movies?" And he said, he "Bringing Out the Dead," <laughs> which I think was a Martin Scorsese one, um, "Leaving Las Vegas," the one he won his Oscar for, and "Pig." So it's pretty cool. You know, he's been working for forty years, and the one from last year is the one that he's like, "This is top three, like ever, 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 I've ever done." Yeah. You, all right. Here's the thing. There was God. You know what? Just to further my point, I know I'm at this point. I'm kind of just shitting on Nick Cage, but like I feel like a year ago, maybe, maybe two, somewhere between a year ago and two years ago, and I'm betting closer to a year ago. I feel like I saw him on a movie poster, but like not a real movie poster. But, like, one of the movie posters that just scrolls by on your fucking Roku fucking screensaver. Mm-hmm. Because it was for some fucking service I've never even heard of. It was, like, a horror movie, I feel like. I feel like he's, like, in the front. It's raining and he's, like, covered in blood or some shit. And mm-hmm. I, I, I wish... Mandy? Yeah, he was, like, in Mandy. And there was one called, like, Color Out of Space. Phone. and it was, it was, like, on some bullshit-ass streaming service. Like, it was... Boy, I just fucking... This is extra devastating because I, I turn my light off when I record, and I'm like frantically looking for my phone to find it, and I don't know where I set it, even though I haven't moved from this fucking chair. Hold on, dude. I'm you're gonna hear these fucking keys going, bro. Um, so I gotta find it somehow. I just I was so I was like Nicholas Cage is in this fucking my man put out like a straight to DVD, even though DVDs aren't made anymore. I was like, what the fuck is this? Um. Boy, I wish I can't tell based on this. Like, just based on names, I'm gonna say it's something like fucking Primal or Kill Chain. I don't know what the fuck those are, but those are in the <laughs> filmography. And I, it, I remember it was a fucking bro. It was on like I just don't know. I I don't know what the streaming service was. It was one of those like. Download the app for free, and we have movies, and all the movies are fucking terrible. But like his was on there, and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" Um, but yeah, sorry. No, that kind of kind of rambled there at the end there. But uh, yeah, I just was. This is such a weird, bro. Known for all right, IMDb <laughs> Nicholas Cage known for. 
there's a movie that I forgot even existed. And also, don't think is that good, personally. Fucking, alright, so, first one is Face Off. Um, the second mm-hmm. one, Leaving mm-hmm. Las Vegas. Uh, yeah. The next one, The Rock. So, right there, his top three movies that he's known for are from 95 to 97. Then, yeah. next, the movie Next. Have you seen oh, it? Oh, yeah, when he can, like, see two minutes in the future? That yeah. movie sucks. <laughs> the movie's a fucking trash pile bro that's his fourth movie for known for oh, jesus all right and Jeez. to my defense when i went to look the rotten tomatoes to see what that fucking movie got um bro uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent is sitting at 88 percent right now so maybe it's good but oh also next uh 28 percent this movie's trash, yeah, yeah that movie sucks all right Oh my God! Even just the thumbnail of this video Alex is hilarious Poyas. looking. What now? Sorry. I see. I think the the director of Next is a good director. Is it like Alex Proyas or something? Oh boy, let's see. Am I wrong? Who is the director of this trash movie? Welcome to our next segment on <laughs> on Different Hills <laughs> podcast. Tyler Google's movies. Lee Tamori, so or Tamori, oh, mm. something like that. I think he did a James Bond movie. Maybe the. Fucking the only thing I remember is that you know it came out in 2007, which would have been freshman year of high school, and uh, yeah, that movie sucks. Jessica Beale's in it. That's like the ultimate. I remember that movie <laughs> knowing when he could like see the world was ending or something. It's like the world was ending in a few days, and of course we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the Wicker Man. I don't think I've ever seen the Wicker Man. Is it? Is what is? It's the one where he's like the bees, the bees. I've never, I've never seen it. Oh, man, I wish I had because I would love to shit on it right now. Uh, yeah. God, who, bird. You're the bird. one that showed me that fucking scene in that. Uh, God, wasn't it you? The the scene where he's like in a suit and he's just being a psychopath. It's, it's was it the one where he's, uh, one he's like, shoot him? His soul is still dancing. Yeah, Back shoot him. His soul is still dancing, and they're fucking break dancing. He's just yeah, uh-huh. yeah. out of control. <laughs> Um, yeah, so anyways, Nick Cage, uh, unbearable way to massive talent, could be good, looks like it's yeah. gonna be good. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll report back next week with, with, uh, with my thoughts, yeah, going next Tuesday. Alright, sounds good. Um, so again, uh, as we mentioned, I have misplaced my phone, so the next thing we were gonna talk about, was, uh, of my head. Elon Musk buying Twitter. That's right, Elon Musk buying Twitter for, you know, the pocket change of... 43 billion? Billion with a B. That's so fucking stupid, bro. I, what? Bro, the the United States is just fucked. Also, I found my phone. Um, (laughs) like, this whole system is just a fucking, it's so stupid. I I don't know why this is the one that, like, well, it's not the one I thought. This is not a new fucking thought for me. Um, but like, Boy, so much of, like, our economy, I feel like, is just built on horseshit. Um, like, like the way things are valued and... and mm-hmm. uh, like, alright, so here's the deal. Fucking, ultimately, I think the stock market is just fucking nonsense. Like, it... None of it means anything, right? Like, like unless you are somehow in a position to buy a large stake in a large, large company... That shit doesn't mean anything. Right. Like, you're just fucking shuffling around 
fake money and pulling more fake money out. Like, I, you're that that whole shit doesn't make any sense. Fucking people are, bro. Why is everybody trying to do cryptocurrencies now? It drives me insane. Like, I, I know people have been trying to do it for a while, but now I'm starting to see like like cryptocurrencies and nfts i'm starting to see like actual big organizations try and get into it and i'm like you motherfuckers bro <laughs> you finally saw the con and wanted in <laughs> <laughs> it's so it, it, it's all like just based on reactions i mean it, like you said like it, it's all like they're giving him this money to buy twitter because they think he can guide it for whatever dumb fucking reason and then the same reason that people think they can do cryptocurrency because it's all built on speculation. And then the same reason that Netflix is crashing because they lost 200,000 subscribers last quarter, right? Like, it's all, you know, until somebody says otherwise. Right. Netflix until the, you know, the, the chickens come home to roost, you just kind of go, yeah, the party's gonna still going on. Kind of like, you know. Here's they the made thing. A series... Netflix's stock crashed, right? And... Netflix did nothing different. Like, Netflix did the same shit it's been doing for, like, over a year at this point, I feel like. And, like, all of a sudden, people were just like, oh, boo! And, like, it just cratered. And I'm like, that's how you know all this is dog shit. <laughs> like, like yeah. I feel like... I feel like if we're talking about actual money, you have to do something different or, like, fuck up in some imaginable way... And, like, Netflix did that, but they did it, like, like I said, like, over a year ago, maybe two years ago, like, with the way they started, Tyler? like, making new shows, movies, programming, and, like, the way mm-hmm. they've supported those, or, you know, the lack of support. And it's just, like, all of a sudden, everyone's like, oh, Netflix is going under, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's the same shit that's been happening. Yes. yes. Like, it's not and... like there was some tragic event that caused Netflix to go under. It'd be like... Netflix went under in two days, and they'd be like, what happened? Uh, things that were in the making for the past three years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's like, they've been doing the same thing they've always been doing, but that's where the issue was, is that they right. were just kind of like, we're bumping out 150 shows every year, you're not going to remember jack shit on them, they're all going to be fucking shitty, and you're going to be thing, and then, you know, eventually people, even with Squid Game, people are going to be like, well... I don't want to pay that, especially when like Prime. Like if you buy Prime, isn't it twelve? I think it's twelve bucks a month for Prime. You get free shipping yes, and Prime right. Video, right? Oh no. Where and then um, you know, HBO Max, oh, I think is like it 12 cut out bucks. for a second. So you oh. said you said Amazon costs you think twelve? Yeah, like twelve bucks a month, I think, or something like that. And then HBO Max costs like twelve ish. But yeah, see, here's the thing too: fifteen or twenty even. Yeah, and they're like, we need to cut down on people sharing passwords. Suck my dick, Netflix. Which is the wrong thing. Yeah. (laughs) But secondly, here's the thing. Amazon is prime. Like, video costs you, like we said, like 12 bucks or whatever. Yeah. It also comes with the added benefit of all the crazy shit you get from Amazon. (laughs) Right, the prime shipping. Like, like, I don't think, I don't think as a like video streaming service i don't think i would choose prime video over netflix but it one i don't think it's that far behind really um and two it, like i said wildly more valuable in all these other aspects so like i think hbo max is just straight up better at this point disney oh, plus yeah. is just fucking 
Bro, Disney Plus could just be a legacy service, and I think it would, like, probably be better, right? Like, even if Disney Plus was like, we're not giving you new movies, but, like, for a cheaper price. I'm trying to figure out what that cheaper price would be. Like, if they said for, like, $5 a month, you can just have access to all these old-ass movies. Like, like right. everything we did from fucking 2018 back, like, it would still be worth more. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yes. Like, even, yeah, all the Marvel movies, just the new ones, not even new shows. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... Did I, did I mention I've watched, uh, actually, I don't know if I did. Um, but my son, for his birthday, because he just had his birthday party, like, two weeks ago, maybe, um, Mm -hmm. we got somebody, I think, I think, boy, this, this is bad. Somebody, could have been me, um, got him a gift (laughs) of, like... An actual no, it was my mother in law. She got mm-hmm. him an actual like Woody and Buzz action figure type thing. Mm-hmm. Um and uh so like he was super into him. But he had never t- seen Toy Story. He just thought they were cool. Um mm-hmm. so like we decided like he already had the toys. And so th- you know what? It's coming full circle, right? This is that Prometheus shit. This is the Alien Covenant shit, right? She, he was like, these toys are cool. I wish there was some way for me to enjoy them more. And I was like, oh, uh, just you wait. There's a fucking movie. Boy, do I have the movie for you. <laughs> exactly. So we put on Toy Story 1 and Toy Story 2, which I had already seen. Um, mm. But, like, he loves it now. Like, he's just been watching Toy Story 1 and Toy Story 2, like, over and over and over again. Um, but, yeah, like... God, and they're such fucking bangers, right? Like, oh, yeah. just it's crazy how good they are. Um, and you know, I'm getting off topic. And then especially uh, like two, back, like you know, box. you go two, but and uh, the one of the things we talk about with kids movies is mm-hmm. like movies that are meant for kids are best, like or the best ones seem to have like. Even just little bits of shit for, like, your regular average adult. Um, yeah. And, like, I remember thinking I caught a couple of them in, in Toy Story 1, for sure. But, like, <clears throat> for some reason, the, the main one that sticks in my head in Toy Story 1 is the scene where they're in the fucking claw machine. And, mm-hmm. you know, all the little fucking alien uh, toys are like, the claw. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so, he... <laughs> Sid comes over, grab like finds Buzz, grabs him, and it starts pulling him out. Woody's like grabbing him by the feet, trying to pull him back out the back of the machine. And yeah. as he's doing that, the little aliens are like trying to let Buzz go. Um, and so like they yank, like they pull him hard enough that like Woody like slips, but he's still holding on to his feet. And he's like the whole time they're like pushing him and he's like smacking the shit out of the aliens trying to get the he's mm-hmm. like, I don't know why it kills me because the whole thing is they're like the claw like as he's smacking them <laughs> he's like get your hands off me you zealots and I'm like there's no there's no child that is gonna hear the word zealots and know what it uh, means so like that's yeah. like it's just I don't know why it killed me he's like get your hands off me you zealots and it's just like that's not that's not that's meant for me. There's nobody uh, else. Oh yeah, <laughs> for yeah. Those are the best. And like when um I forget who it, oh uh, Mr. Potato Head. They're like you know they're hoping for a new toy or something. He's like and I'm he Mrs. Like, Potato Head. Mr. Potato Head. Or he's praying and he's like he does like he does he does a like Catholic thing because he's an Irish potato. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, and yeah, and they, but that's like one of the things. Like you know, when you're a kid, you just see him do that, and then later on, when I grew up, you know, you grow up, you realize, you know, well, because I grew up Catholic, so I like he did it, and I was like, oh, neat, he does what we do. Yeah. But then growing up later, realizing that everybody's Catholic, and then he does it, I'm like, oh, it's because he's Irish potato, he's Ireland, <laughs> he's Catholic. That's good stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, they're they're yeah yeah they're, one and two, awesome, and then you do one, and then they follow it up with two, which is not only looks better. Is better, is bigger. It's just like you know. I haven't up seen there with like perfect so sequels. I've never seen three, and I because I had never seen three, I did not watch mm. four. The only thing I feel like I've heard is that three like is very sad. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Um, it's it's. I or like the ending. Sad? One one of uh, them. Four, one of them. I, I three like... people. People always go like, "Oh my god, it makes you cry." But for me, the it's just because there's like some some intense stuff. But it's no different than like you know when when Jesse sings her her song about getting abandoned, right? And then at the end, it's happy. Um, I think three ends perfectly where it's like you get that sort of sad thing in the middle, but then the end, it's like a happy, you know, like uh, uh, we made it kind of happy, gotcha. sad. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so I've I've never seen three or four. At some point, I'm sure Julian and I will will watch those. Um, yeah. Bro, every time, every time Buzz says to Infinity and Beyond, like, Julian turns to me, he's like, to Infinity and Beyond? Like, <laughs> like he's like, lets me know the catchphrase was just, he's hitting me with the fucking Leonardo DiCaprio meme. Like, every, like, <laughs> like every time it happens, it's just, like, oh, because the toy says it? Yeah, yeah. yeah like, I used to have one of those. I think that was one of my first ones, like, I, I like a proper size, action figure size, and yeah. the same thing. Yeah, so, like, um, every time Buzz says it on the TV, he's like, he, like, points at it, looks at me, he's like, to Infinity and Beyond, and I'm like, yeah, that's what he says. <laughs> um... um but yeah, anyway, so take him to go see the new one, the Lightyear, the 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 I don't, animated right, one. So I, I don't even. I don't. First of all, the premise is just the most convoluted. Secondly, um, like this doesn't even seem to be. Maybe it's just me. This doesn't even seem to really be like marketed towards kids. Like, it mm-hmm. does, like, when I look at it, it looks like they're trying to make an adult animated film. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. I can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, but definitely at the people who would, like, know Toy Story 1, 2, and 3. Oh, I guess 1, 2, 3, and 4. Yeah, like, it, it, Lightyear looks like it's made for me and you. If we grew up having... Like, it looks like it's aimed at an older audience that still has an attachment to Toy Story some way. Like, and, and I haven't seen a whole lot of trailers for it, so I could be wrong. But I feel like when I went to the movies most recently to see something, fuck, I don't know what it would have been. I feel like the th- most thing I went to the movies most recently for was no, uh, no Way Home, but I don't feel like it would have been in that. Maybe it would have. But there was some sort of trailer or something for Lightyear, and I just remember feeling like, like this seems like it's not a kid's movie. Um, I could be wrong, and maybe it'll be a great kid's movie, and it will be something that I take uh, Julian to. That when... It, I'm sure it comes out this year at some point. Mm-hmm. So probably not. Ju- July. Yeah, probably. July something. July, yeah. Julian's like super into Toy Story, but even with mm-hmm. that being said, like about forty minutes, like of forty minutes straight of sitting and watching, and he's like, "All right, I want to do something else. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like I want to get up and go play with a thing." So right, I don't know right, about yeah. taking him to a theater and then. 40 minutes in him being like all right cool let's go do shit he's like all right time to go yeah um yeah i mean how how old is he now he is three 
Yeah, they're still kind of young. Yeah, I, I, I think my sister hasn't even t- taken my, my niece to the theater. Or maybe she has, but I think this is around the age. She's five. Yeah. Five and two or three months. This is, like, right when she, you know, you can sit her down and be like, we're going to the movie, and she understands that it's, like, not home. But you have to be able like to prepare them different, for the scenario. It, it, we're doing something. Right? It's, like a, it's like an event. It's, like, a thing that we do. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I, I think, based on how we did with Toy Story, I feel like if I give it... If I give it like another year, and I, like you said, if you if you make it an event, I feel like you could probably get through it. Like if you say like, hey, we're gonna go to the movies, we're gonna sit down, we're gonna watch this whole movie. We can't leave until it's done, but we're gonna have a good time. I feel like you get you know you get some fucking popcorns so that way they have something to occupy themselves with if they get a little you know distracted or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think you could do it. But anyway, all that is to say. That Elon Musk buying Twitter is fucking stupid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, from, you know, one kid's toy to another kid's toy. Exactly. One kid's toy to another kid's $44 billion toy. Um, uh, dude, and it's just like, he, he to me is like Trump in that, like, I just hate that this is something that I have to have in my life. Exactly. Like, like, he'll he'll poop, he'll, he'll tweet out some shit like, isn't it weird that we poop out of our butts and eat in our holes? And everybody's like, isn't it interesting? What about evolution that it says that we have to do? I'm like, I don't care, man. Like, he just tweeted out. Yeah. Before we got on, he tweeted out something. He's like, I'm going to buy Coca-Cola and put cocaine back in it. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm so tired. Because then people tweeted. Then people, like, actual genuine fucking financial motherfuckers will be like, can he buy Coca-Cola? Like, it doesn't matter. He's kidding. <laughs> it's just, it's a baboon goo yeah, in my his man's brain. All, like, it doesn't like, matter. My man's a real-life meme. You know what I mean? Like, yes. he's like, my man made flamethrowers. Like, I just, uh, his, the tunnel, all right, here's, here's my ultimate problem. Oh, tunnel, right? the fucking tunnel, and then he's like, we just have to pay attention because he's the richest man on earth, and it, like, it right. sucks. Like, if it, if he was just it's like, 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 it's, oh my God. every time, uh, God, every time one of these Silicon Valley companies, like, does a thing, they're like, we're going to find a way to make affordable public transportation that, you know, it works, but it, the way we managed to make it affordable while also being effective is that we have it on designated routes and people are like, yeah, you made a subway. Um, like, exactly. <laughs> like, like every time it, it's like that, except one guy got lucky, got infinitely rich. And then now we have to take all of the suggestions seriously. Like the tunnels. Here's the thing. Nobody can tell me that fucking tunnel is a good idea. Nobody can give me any good reason why that tunnel Makes any sense. So, like, all of his shit is like that. Like, like it's just... And then we have to listen to... You know, and I guess what I'm saying, like, it'd be one thing if he was just, like, pumping the shit out, like, at some mid-tier company, right? Like, right. some shit company that... Right? Because they'd be like, oh, this is gonna come up with one. Good. And don't, I don't have to worry about it. If right? AT&T was out here it. making wild fucking marketing campaigns and saying dumb shit. Dude, not even AT&T. If Spectrum, right. if Spectrum was doing this, I'd be like, oh, I don't have to listen to it, whatever. But yeah. the fact that he does it and everybody's like, oh my goodness, does this mean that we're going to have these things? Like, what should, we should Everybody talks like, about it. doesn't matter. Yeah, bro. Motherfuckers acting like he's the fucking Albert Einstein of our generation. Shut the fuck oh, up. Those are the worst. <laughs> There's, his stands are just the worst. They are. You're like, Isn't he just an uber troll? I'm like... <laughs> it makes like how old are you like what is it bro that's the thing i I mean all right this is like ultimately fucking you know nitpicking but like realistically this is the guy we're dealing with 
you know why the Teslas are named the models they're named after, right? Like the S and all that? Yeah. Isn't it like T? No. Uh-huh. So there's a Model S, there's a Model X, a Model Y, and a Model 3. And oh, it spells sexy. God damn it. Um, like that's, yeah, right when you were saying that, I was like... Oh. That's the fucking guy. That's the guy that everyone's oh, like, man. he's buying Twitter to restore it to a bastion of free speech. Shut the fuck up. Oh uh, my god. Hey, every time... Every time somebody says that shit on Twitter, bro, they get one of these. Uh, Cut that shit the fuck off. (laughs) I don't want to hear it. You're out of fucking control. God, I hate it. Bro, and the funny thing is, is that I'll see, like, I I enjoy learning about cars. I enjoy, like, I don't have the money to be a car guy, and I'm not in a position where, like, I could just fucking do that but i i do like learning about them and reading about them like and and looking at them bro every every like respected car guy that i seem to come across and the thing is is these car guys aren't even like all i want is big v8s in my muscle car like it's not even that but like they're like look like the performance of the teslas in terms of like you know just general like speed performance braking whatever they're all great but the cars are made like shit and they'll be like here's where all these panels like don't line up right like the fucking front bumper doesn't line up clean and this is like straight from the factory you know what i mean like they're just not made well and then a guy was like uh, like my my job is i like, detail cars like in you know yeah. like, high-end detailing he's like the leather shitty yeah. like it's just shitty leather it's mm-hmm. not high quality and like I see that pretty consistently, and the thing is, the people that are saying that aren't even saying, like, I'm not saying these cars are bad, I'm just saying these are, like, clearly flaws. And, like, everybody in the comments is like, you're just saying that because you can't afford a Tesla. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, you just wish you could afford one, you're not rich like him, you could, I, I, yeah, Terrible. I hate them so much. And I always love the meme from The Simpsons, where it's Apu standing in front of the gunman, and it's like, you know, Elon Musk and weirdos. And it's like valid criticism. Yeah. Shot at him. And... God. You know what the worst thing ever for like our society as a whole? Like, a... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> all right. Well, I got. I was gonna say something that I thought was funny and probably was a little over the top. But the worst <laughs> thing for our society as a whole was fucking him and Joe Rogan being in the same room together and recording everything they talked about. Oh, dude. Boy, I just... Yes. Both of those... But like, you know what? They're the same people, right? Like, all their don't. fans are the same yes. people. If you try to make a Venn diagram of Elon Musk and Joe Rogan stands, it's a fucking circle. Um, yes. And they all have the same problems. <laughs> oh, man, it's a fucking mess. But yeah, fucking Elon Musk is going to restore free speech to Twitter... Uh, and, you know, whatever. I, I don't know. Who's out here? I hate him so much, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I hate your fucking uh, guts, Elon Musk. You, you dumbass kid's name. I know that's not the kid's fault, but eat shit anyways. Um, uh, triple V, X, Y, X apostrophe. Oh, yeah. 
Okay. And that's what I'm saying, dude. Like, even like that, he probably did it. He's like, it would be funny if I just named him gibberish. And of course, because he does it, everybody's People like, People are like, well, here's what it means if you use these it's eight like, different it languages. It matter. It's the ramblings of, a, of, a, of somebody whose brain is mush because they're so rich. They never have to worry about anything. They're, they're God-level rich. And when you do that, you would think that when you're God-level rich, that you would reach God-level intelligence. But the opposite happens. Your brain turns into mush because you have nothing to work against. It's, it's like just, the 30 Rock episode with John Hamm. Yes, yes, like, yeah, 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 because he's, he's so, so good-looking. Yeah, he's so beautiful, yes, or, exactly. like, good-looking. Isn't he, like, really shitty at tennis? And, like, he's just, like, yes, yeah. walking him over the fence, and she's, like, she's, like, he thinks he's good, because nobody told him yeah. otherwise. Exactly, he's, like, this guy thinks he's really smart, and everybody loves his jokes because he has idiots on Twitter being, like, oh, thank you, sir, oh, please give me a dollar. I saw a thing that didn't, I saw a thing where it was, like, he was talking, like, there were, like, Bill Gates tried to work with Elon Musk to, like, come up with, like, climate solutions and, like, you know, work together for some, like, climate solutions. And, like, the article says that Elon Musk was like, are you still shorting my Tesla stock? Mm, Uh, Which mm -hmm, basically mm -hmm, means you have mm -hmm. no faith in the company. You are expecting it to lose value at some point to make money off of it. And Bill Gates is like, yes. And Elon Musk is like, well, I can't take you seriously then. And I'm like, how is everybody not looking at this like you're a giant narcissistic dickhead? Like, like people are like, see? Like, like people are like, Elon Musk. Like, how is that ever painted as a positive? But their fans, his fans try to do it. They're like, like, see, Elon Musk, savvy. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, I won't help the environment because maybe in your investment portfolio, you think my business won't do well. Eat my dick, bro. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, God. He didn't even it's... invent Tesla. God damn it. Oh, I'm so <laughs> fucking mad. People act like he's the fucking inventor of those vehicles. <laughs> Every time I see him, I think about you know the, the, this quote from Marriage Story with um scarlett johansson and adam driver and you know they get divorced and they have a kid and they're having a big fight and she's like i can't believe i have to know you forever right <laughs> like i can't believe that, that 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 because you have this kid i have to just you just have to be in my life right because if we didn't have a kid you guys would just be like bye we're divorced bye never see you never right Maybe right like except years, the difference is on the street is that instead of a kid in a personal relationship it's, it's my man having money and now Everybody has to deal with it. Now everybody has to deal with it, right? Now I can't. Yeah. There was no singular decision I made that led me down the path where I have to know Elon Musk. It was right, forced right. upon me against my will. It's, and when you're that, you know, when you're that rich, you don't just disappear, right? Like you're not MC Hammer, right? right. You know, when people go thirty years, like who's MC Hammer, right? Or even right. somebody from like fifteen years ago, you're like the situation. Who's that? Like Zoomers don't know who the situation is, right. but it's not the same because when you have that money, you you're too big to fail. You just yeah. don't disappear. Because Elon Musk, because unlike MC, because <laughs> unlike MC Hammer, thirty million can't hurt me. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh uh, God. But yeah. Yeah. Forty-five billion, bro, or forty-four billion, whatever that number is. It is forty something billion dollars and your your question here is hold on what what could you what would you do what would you do with 43 billion dollars and the answer is fucking not anything elon musk is like without (laughs) without putting any effort into this question i can promise you that i think i could if i literally wrote down every decision that Elon Musk has ever made. And and I was like, I have to somehow be a net positive on the world 
as long but I also cannot do any of these things. It would be so easy. Like I'm trying to think I explain this. So like Bill Gates has a shit ton of money. And you know, ultimately I think he's still like he's like a baby shit bag, which is to say that like he's like he does like a lot of like super charitable shit, right? And like in a lot of philanthropy, I get it. Ultimately though, I think he's only doing it because he knows that one, he can do all of that. Two, it will help his public image. And three, he can do all of that while still just exponentially increasing in worth. Like, like I don't think Bill Gates... If Bill Gates all of a sudden, like, got some evaluation, he was like, fuck, I might not... Like, my value of my holdings might start going down. I think you would see less charitable work. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like... He doesn't seem to be doing it selflessly in any, like, well, I, I, do you understand what I'm trying to say? I feel like I'm kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but like, he's doing all this only because, and with the knowledge that he will still be more profitable than before he did it. Um, right, right. He, like the difference is though, is that if I had Bill Gates money, I think I would end up still doing some of the things he did because ultimately they were net positives. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, like I would put yeah. all this effort into vaccine work. I would put all this effort into this and like this and that. And it'd be the same shit Bill Gates did. I don't think that overlap is there with Elon Musk. Like, like whatever the <laughs> fucking buying Twitter, not a part of it. Like, like, mm-hmm. like what is his net positive for the society? Is that he made a... See, this is the shit that, boy, I'm just going to be, this is going to be the fuck Elon Musk episode. Um, Because, like, the number one thing I think he's credited with as a net positive for society is that he made a super popular electric vehicle. And so now people want to buy and own electric vehicles, right? There are plenty, I will admit that I'm sure there are a bunch of people that, on the face would be super against electric vehicles if not for Elon Musk being a guy who makes them. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. Let's put it this way. I think there are a lot of people who would love a Tesla that just like when Priuses first came out, they're like, oh, look at this fucking Prius. Oh, you're idiot. Fucking tree hugger. Like, I, there's an overlap there. Um, with that being said, though, you know what would have also made people buy more electric vehicles and electric vehicles become more popular? Meaningful climate legislation, dog. Like, <laughs> like my man didn't do... He didn't do any, like... It's not like my man, and this is also stupid because his name's attached to this problem as well, but it's not like he ended world hunger and then people were like, holy shit, we never thought of that. Like, like we would have never ended up where you were at. Like, this, and electric vehicles were not some groundbreaking concept. Like, people were already trying to make them. It's just that, like, you know, gas companies and automobile, automaker companies were like, we will spend a bunch of money to get you to not do that. <laughs> we have too much skin in the game. We need you to not pass that legislation. And because, you know, fucking American politics is shitty. Like, they didn't pass any legislation. But, like, I don't know. People give him so much credit for that. And I'm like, I bro, I came up with an easier solution like five minutes ago. If you just passed a bill that said, like, like, by X year, you know, we have the technology. We just need to make these cars... You know, electric. Like, 
it it's not insane. You know what I mean? It, it's a much more right. straightforward solution. God, he's you're right. He's in our life forever, bro. I got to deal with this yeah, fucking idiot. It, it, it sucks. It sucks. And, and just the amount is so ridiculous. Like I remember somebody seeing saying something like to put you know people just think you know the the scale people think the scale up from like one to a hundred or hundred to a thousand it's like pretty much the same and they were like imagine a dollar is a second a million seconds is 11 days mm-hmm. right it's less than two weeks one billion seconds is 31 years right now imagine that times 40 yeah i just it... at this point the all right and here's the deal this one i i, I could be wrong also this this it would not surprise me if I was wrong, but <clears throat> but at this point, the I feel like the only person that I feel like I can confidently be like is probably just a net positive with crazy amounts of money is fucking what's her name? Fucking, I don't want to Bezos. Ex- yeah, I was gonna say Bezos ex wife, but I was trying to give her a little more agency. Uh, her name, I think her name is uh, Mackenzie Mackenzie Scott. Mackenzie Scott. Uh, here's the thing i could be wrong she could have just tons of investments where she's always gonna know she's gonna make more because she got so much but she has been i feel like very liberal with the amount she got and yeah it out. yeah so like you know also she seems to like you know i, I feel like pete i feel like i read a thing where like pete random people are just getting like checks in the mail that change their life with like no defining info on it it's just like Here's your check, and people were like, "What the fuck?" From Mackenzie Scott, here's here's ten thousand dollars that she won't even notice is gone, right. yet it's changing somebody's life. Right, and it's just like I just fucking, but yeah, I'll... I see those things with like the four richest people on the fucking earth, or maybe U.S. But it's like Bill Gates, Bezos, Musk, and I can't remember who's the other one that keeps showing up in this. Bill Gates, Bezos, Musk. anyways, they're all fucking dickheads. Uh, Bill yeah. Gates, man. Oh. uh... Buffett. Oh yeah, maybe and he just—he just seems like he's just like an old guy doing. Yeah, maybe he's not a dickhead. Thing. I feel like at this point, like he's just so old, like he just—I like, don't think he's really he's doing. Yeah, here's the deal. I can I can point out to all this like horrible shit that Jeff Bezos is doing with Amazon and how they treat their employees and shit, and like Elon Musk. I can obviously come up with a million reasons why he's a shithead. Uh, like I don't feel like Warren Buffett does anything. I feel like at this point, like his. Or if month... he does, he's really good at, about hiding it. Yeah, if like, he yeah you know, if he does, I'm he's gentrifying. <laughs> Low-income neighborhoods, but they don't know because it's the shell company of a shell company of a shell company of a shell company. Right, but ultimately, like, it also wouldn't surprise me if it's just, like, he got lucky early on and now he's, like, a thousand years old. So, like, it's just been fucking yeah. rolling like a snowball. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, ultimately, yeah. Uh, fuck all these rich people. Uh, <laughs> bro, $43 billion. And he's... He spent it on Twitter. He could have done anything with that money. He was like, mm-hmm. "Buy Twitter, <laughs> like fucking eat shit." Oh God, that's the episode for this week. Is the, is the eat. just the, the depressing? What are we gonna do? He's in our lives forever. There's at least one person that will listen to this podcast. Actually, here's the thing: I don't know that. I don't know how many people listen to this podcast, but I have to imagine that most of them are probably of the same mindset as us. But with that being said, it would not surprise me if there was one person that heard the last thirty minutes of this podcast and like, I don't agree with all that. <laughs> I like that. I like Elon. He's trying to think differently. He's trying to think. He's different. gonna put cocaine in coke again. <laughs> He's trying to put cocaine in coke. Again. He, he has good memes from 2014. Oh, Jesus Christ, bro.
The only thing good Elon Musk has is them hair plugs because he looked like a fucking <laughs> goober before. But God, what was the Twitter account? Oh my God, there was an amazing Twitter account because it was so stupid and it like, I feel like I the Italian yes one? didn't he get it like banned like he got banned so he had a, he was verified. And then one day, a couple years ago, he changed himself. He's saying, I'm Italian, Elon Musk. And they fucking took away his checkmark and ban <laughs> You know it. Like, and here's the thing. The only way Twitter would ban that is if Elon Musk was like, get this man out of here. Because, like, who's really out here trying to police that guy? So exactly. that means that, like, a guy, that all he did was add, like, a shitty Mario accent to, like, shit Elon Musk would say upset him so badly that mm-hmm. he was like, get this man out of here. <laughs> Throw him under the jail. Um, Alright. Well, if you want to catch me, uh, catch me at T Money Bags on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at EverCastro92 on Instagram. Catch the podcast at Diff Animals Pod on Instagram and Twitter, or you can email us, Different Animals Podcast at gmail.com. As usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we will catch you next week. Later, guys. Next week is 9-9, episode 9-9. We're close to 100. Jeez. And I think we're going to try and do Bad Boys 2 for 100, but we'll talk. We'll figure it out. Yeah, but, uh, we'll yeah, we're almost at the triple digits. How, how but, fucking uh, later. outrageous is it that, like, oh. we're aiming for episode 100 to be a Bad Boys 2 episode? <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I think it's a great movie. Uh, peace. <laughs> <laughs> later.